for an inside look at the state's biggest footy league, it's the Monday Waffle. Hello and welcome back to the Monday Waffle. It's been another week of waffle madness. Five games and, oh my God, there were some close ones this week. My name's Dan Lichens. I'll be your host. And I am joined by none other than Adam DiTullio. Welcome back to the pod. Thanks for having me, Dan. I've taken a... Uh, about a two months absence from the podcast, but uh, back in full form after the injury of not being invited back. <laughs> but no, Adam, <laughs> Adam, the absence from the pod. Where have you been? Have you gone on holiday somewhere? Gone up to up to Bali? No, I've just been just been busy with work and and all of that. But uh, I wish I was on a holiday. We've got a massive pod lined up today, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we do. We're talking about the Dara Kerr Medal, yes. which is going to be really interesting to see the past players who've won that and uh, this year. Uh, this year's winner, of winner. course, the Waffle W, um, Brownlow medalist, they, they could call it, the Waffle W, best and fairest. Yep. Uh, we'll also be talking about this week's biggest matches. So let's get straight into it. So in this week of the Waffle was actually round number four. So it was meant to be a split round, round 15 this week and next week. But because of COVID, we've brought up round number four, which was meant to be a few months ago, to this week. So the fixtures are a bit different to what you might have on your fridge at home. Mm -hmm. Um, But our first game was Perth defeated by East Perth, 10-9-69 to East Perth, 11-12-78. A nine-point win to the Royals. The goal scorers, Angus Schumacher and Edwin Simpson, both with two goals, two for the Royals. Jai Clark with two goals, one for Perth. And Michael Sinclair with two goals straight for the Demons. In disposals, Rowan Kerr continuing his form with 41 for the Royals. Angus Schumacher with 31 disposals to go with those two goals. And Angus Scott with 33. Jackson Ramsey, the captain, with 30, all for the Royals. And for the Demons, Matthew Taylor with 27. Brady Gray with 24. And Corey Byrne with 24 and a goal. Subiaco defeated West Coast 12-6-78 to 9-4-58. The goal scorers for the match were Jake Waterman kicking four goals and one point for West Coast. There were six individual goal scorers for West Coast in total. Brandon Matera kicking three goals, one point, and Chad Harris and Harry Marsh on two goals each. In disposals, Braden Ainsworth with 34 disposals from West Coast. Hamish Bragshaw, Jake Waterman both on 30. Lee Kitchen on 33 for the Lions, and Greg Clark with 30 disposals. In our third game of the week, Swan Districts 9-5-59 were defeated by South Rio 11-5-95 for a 30-point win for the Bulldogs. The goal scorers Mason Shaw with a bag, five goals won for the Bulldogs. Blake Schlengsog with four goals won and Jesse Motlop in his debut with two goals and 13 disposals. What a fantastic first game to get back up to league. Uh, William Reedy had two for the Swan Districts along with Braden Noble and Lewis Jetta. In the disposals, you see these names too much. Hayden Schleuth with 33 and a goal for South Freya, along with Tom Bletchenden, also with 33 and a goal. Jacob Dragovich with 32 and Nick Subin with 28 for the Bulldogs. And in the Swan District's colours, Sam Fisher with 27 and Jesse Turner with 25 ball gets. A close game between West Perth and East Frio. West Perth did defeat East Frio. It was 12-18-90 to 13-7-85. The goal scorers in the match, Tyler Keitel with four goals to to two points for West Perth. Keegan Knott from West Perth also. Two goals and four points. Lockie Bailey with a straight four goals for East Fremantle. Alexander Montebain and Tom Monaghan on two goals each. With the disposals in the match, Aaron Black with 38 for West Perth. Shane Nelson, 28 disposals for West Perth also. Cam Erdley with 26 disposals. One goal also for 
East Frio and Blaine Bokehurst on 24 disposals with one goal also for the East Frio Sharks and Jaron Jansen with 24 for East Frio. And we had a game on Sunday this week. The Peel Thunder 9-12-66 were defeated by the Claremont Tigers by only barely 11-9-75, a nine-point margin there. Tyron Smallwood in only his third game for the Tigers in league got three goals one with Isaac Barton, Jack Buller and Alexander Manuel with two each. And for the Thunder, Lachlan Cullen with three goals one and Joel Weston with two goals one for Peel. In the disposals, Lockie Martinez continues to chop up with 34. Jai Bolton, uh, unusually not at the top of the list, but he still had 26. And for the Thunder, Ben Hancock, 32 disposals and a goal. Connor Blakely with 32 disposals and Michael Randall with 30 ball gets and a goal. It's a pretty good round that we've had. It's a fantastic round. And if we look at the ladder, this really shapes it up because West Perth are now creeping up towards that top four. Subiaco, Claremont and South Freo all at the top of the ladder with nine wins, three losses. Subiaco the best out of those with the centre but Claremont and South Ferry pretty much on equal percentage, which is very surprising there. West Perth in fourth with eight and four, and Swan Districts rounding out the five with seven and five, and it's a pretty distinct bottom five here. Peel, East Frio, East Perth, and Perth all on four and eight, with the West Coast trailing just the two wins. Now, it's really interesting because we always thought Subi and Claremont would do really well, and with the last year's premiers, South Frio, they've had a quite a good streak at the start of their wins, and obviously um, with round two they, they did lose but they look like they're doing quite well. No, the Bulldogs, they're, they're really coming home um, at the end of the season. But I'll tell you who is coming home. West Perth, five straight. And we'll talk about their game um, in a little bit as our match of the week. But West Perth, five straight. And Perth, five straight losses. They're just going down the ladder, tumbling down. I wouldn't be surprised if they lose to West Coast um, in their next game against each other. Well, I was really surprised with those last two wins from West Coast. That was... Hey, they... Beat Subi, beat East Freo, no worries. Two good teams as well. East Freo, look, we can't discount. They've always, through history, been a really good team that have performed quite well. Go the Sharks. I <laughs> That was the team that I was growing up with, so I have a bit of bias there. I'm sure you do. But the ladder is shaping up to be a tight one as we head into the final few rounds. He's put it through. That's the goal of the century. That is unbelievable. If you didn't catch our bonus episode last week, we covered the Waffle W Grand Final in its entirety, a full match review. And what a game it was, Adam. I was down there and the Peel Thunder took out the Waffle W Premiership, the third ever Waffle W Premiership. Well done and making it back to back. The Thunder with 5-6-36 defeated the Swan Districts 2-3-15. Fantastic win for Mandra. Gotta love it. Mandra, hey, Peel Thunderbirds, they know how to do it. Uh, Phillips with three goals, Bartlett with two. Um, and only two goal scorers for the districts with Webb and Michaela Hyde. But yeah, the Waffle W Grand Final, if you ha- if you want to see the whole match review, check out our bonus episode. It came out on Wednesday. Um, but more news with Waffle W, Adam. The Dara Kerr medal was this week. I'm happy to announce the WAFL Dara Kerr medal went to Ella Smith from the Claremont Tigers. Well done. It's good Smith. stuff. Good stuff. Well and deserved. The Claremont Tigers captain for the Waffle W team. Fantastic effort. She was on top with 15 votes. Um, Abby Dowrick from Subiaco also had 15 votes, was un- ineligible due to suspension though. And Sharon Wong coming second with 14 votes from East Fremantle. And last year we had Danica Piscaneri and before that we had Hayley Miller and Danica Piscaneri in that year. Absolutely. Now it's great to see Claremont finally stealing that Darko medal off of Subiaco who's had a strangle on it the last two years. And um, also a bit of background on Ella Smith. She actually was one of the 12 WA uh, P 
picks to go over to the NAB WAFL draft combines. And she was, when she first went, she was in her best form. But now she plays for Claremont, which is great because we've got talent, local talent, producing good football. Absolutely, and it's great to see her in action. Unfortunately, they didn't get to the grand final this year. They went out against Subi in the in the elimination final, but um, I'm sure they'll be back next year, and Ella Smith, she'll be leading her team, hopefully, to victory, they'll see. Claremont's always been a formidable team in, in any league. Absolutely, and they'll be back next year for sure. Other awards on the night, the Joanne Huggins Award for the leading goal kicker going to Kate Bartlett with 35 goals over the season. And, of course, Kate Bartlett kicking two goals in the grand final, leading her team to victory. Well done to Kate there. The Kath Boyce Rookie of the Year going to 16-year-old Chloe Taylor from the Swan Districts. 16 and in footy. Fantastic. That's um, amazing stuff. Yeah. Unfortunately, she didn't get the taste of victory this year, but the Swans will be back next year. Thanks to Coach of the Year, Adam Dancy, who in his first season led the Swan Districts to their second Waffle W Grand Final. Unfortunately, they couldn't take it out, but they'll be raring to go next year with Adam at the lead. All other award winners, including the Reserves and the Rogers Cup winners, can be found on the Waffle website if you want to go check it good out. Good read. You can have a good read of that. Absolutely. If you like footy, you'll love us. It's the Monday Waffle. Looking now at our massive match of the week, the Falcons, West Perth, took on East Fremantle Sharks and they beat them by only five points. Adam, it was a nail-biter at the end. See, I cannot watch football matches that uh, have such a tight margin because it actually gives me such a heart attack on the couch or at the game. It's progressively worse when I'm at the game. (laughs) I need people around me. I need my family because... It gives you heart palpitations, mate. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you weren't at June Lop the other day, mate, because it was an absolute nail-biter. I mean, going into this game, West Perth were four straight wins and East Frio had lost five of their last six. So it was looking to be West Perth all day. But East Frio came out. They and do- dominated the first quarter. Yeah, and that, that was six goals to one. And West Perth eventually came back to seven points at halftime. And that's right, Adam. West Perth dominated quarters two and three. Seven unanswered goals over that period to get out to a healthy margin at the start of uh, the start of the fourth quarter. East Frio kicked the first five goals of quarter four, which was a pretty amazing streak for them. Hey, and oh, it really set up a nail-biting finish. I've said nail-biting way too many times now, that's but I don't good. care because that's exactly what it was. In the last ten minutes, there were four lead changes. Lockie Bailey thought he had won the game twice, twice. for the Sharks. Far out. I'll tell you what, Nathan Alexander kicking the winning goal with only seconds left on the clock. No Harry Taylor. No Harry Taylor for the Sharks. No, and that might have been the difference. Harry Taylor spoke to us last week on the pod and he said he'd only come out waiting for the Cavalry. That's the only time he's (laughs) playing for the Sharks. But um, no Harry Taylor, and it might have been the difference. Nathan Alexander kicking the winning goal for West Perth. The Falcons get up by five points in the end. What a game. I mean, you can't write this stuff. But phenomenal football. I mean, you can write this stuff, but it was still <laughs> it was still phenomenal either way. Um, Adam, you picked up a great stat for me before. Luke Stranadika from East Frio dominated the hitouts over Benjamin Delaporte, but Ben did keep Luke down in disposals. Yeah, that's uh, right. The youngster from West Perth absolutely managed to keep a lock on him. Obviously, didn't win the hitouts, but no. managed to make a difference in the ruck work. Uh, and what a game. I mean, we were talking about the ladder before. West Perth now, 8-4, and four, uh, sliding into the top four. Could have a crack at those top three teams. Super you never know. Only one game behind. They play Peel Thunder next week, which should be another win for them, if I'm honest. Yep. But um, East Frio, they've lost six of seven now. They play Claremont next week. It is not looking to be a good end to the season. That actually them. really hurts to look at the fixtures for next it week. It does. I mean, it's not going to be a good game. I'm, 
I'm putting my tip in early. I reckon uh, Claremont going to uh, win that easily. But, you know, with such a shining light in Harry Taylor last week, how could mm. you not have him every game? I mean, look, I'm going to be honest. Every time I hear the word Claremont, I hear the word win. <laughs> that's, that's that's all I hear. And um, to be honest, I don't think that's going to be changing anytime soon. Yeah, well, you know, obviously you didn't listen to last week's pod, Adam. You definitely weren't on it when Claremont went down to South Frio by a singular point. Yes. And now biting much again. It's, yeah, well, no, because on my podcast app, I, I tell it to just uh, leave out the, uh, the bad news, you know. I've got the filters on it. So I just only listen to the pod when yeah. there's good news. <laughs> oh, you're a Claremont tragic, mate. But no, West Perth are making a crack at the top four. I'm excited to see what they pull out next week. That's our massive match of the week. Looking ahead. Now, we thought this was round 15, but next week's technically also round 15 because this is really round four. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we're going to put our tips in today, Detulio. Um Claremont versus East Fremantle. We've already talked slightly about this game. What do you think? Well, I'm really conflicted here. Claremont, great team. I support them. East Fremantle, family, Italian genes, <laughs> the blood running through my veins. My dad will kill me. So what you're saying is your bias is conflicted? My bias is conflicted. This is the worst possible game that could be occurring. All right, we'll just me. take your bias Claymont. out of it. Yeah, of course. Claymont. Claymont, Claymont, it's Claymont. Uh, East Perth <laughs> versus the Eagles. This should be a tight one. What do you think for that match? Uh, I don't know. I mean, they've both been in pretty good form. Unfortunately, uh, the West Coast going down by 20 points to Subiaco last week. Um, but East Perth, you know, they've been, they're have been they kind of equal form at the moment. And I'm going to give it to the Royals, I reckon. You're going to give it to the Royals? Okay. So. Now, I'm going to give it to West Coast based on this logic that I have transferring it from the AFL. I love this. So, everyone was saying West Coast was going to win against North Melbourne on the match on Monday at Optus Stadium. Yes. I went, no, North Melbourne are going to win. It's raining. The Eagles always choke under pressure when there's a home game, and especially when they're against a bad team. Uh, I I think West Coast are going to presently surprise us in the WAFL. Well, I mean... There's a few things I have wrong with what you have to say. Okay, Unfortunately, yeah. it's, not it a, it's not a home game for West Coast, so they're not going to choke. Exactly. But East Perth Royals, do you not dare say they're a bad team. They're a fantastic team, and I'll, I'll be with them till the end. But they're not... Yeah, exactly. They're not a bad team, but... <laughs> no, I don't want to hear it. But... I don't want, do you want to put something on this, mate? Pardon? Do you want to put something on Yes, this? I do. Well... Uh, our good friends, Wilder Fovio and Phoebe Murray, in the Round 12 podcast, they had tried to have a bet. Unfortunately, Round 13 got called off due to COVID. So they... Are we bringing back the bet? We are bringing back the bet. Okay, so what what is it? Tell me. Tell me Tell me what your terms and conditions are. If East Perth win, you have to buy me two KFC Zinger boxes at separate times. Deal. And if I win, two popcorn chicken buckets on separate occasions plus a Mountain Dew every time. Okay. Because it's more unlikely that they will win. All right. It's a deal. Okay, deal. It's a deal. KFC is on offer for the winner of East Perth <laughs> and West Coast. Swan Districts versus the Perth Demons, Stuarts. What do you think? Oh, okay. I I legitimately think the Demons are going to win this one. I'm just I'm just not feeling the Swan Districts. You energy. are an idiot then because really? the Swan Districts are going to win. Nah. We should have bet on this one. <laughs> no. Nah, I feel like Perth, you know, they've been stagnant throughout throughout the whole throughout the whole season. They've gone on, off, on, off, on. And I think this is an on period for them. Okay, coming off five straight losses, but it's an on period. You heard it here. It's from, an on period. You heard it here from out of the Tolio. And our last game of the day, West Perth versus Peel Thunder. 
West Perth. Yeah, it's got to be West Perth. Yeah, it's got to be West Perth. And we've got another Sunday game next week, and it's a big one. No, don't. This no, this is huge. This is horrible to look at as well. Subiaco Lions versus South Fremantle. It's not quite the top of the table clash, but they're both on nine wins and three losses. Um, Adam... What do you think? Football-wise, both great teams, but I feel like South Fremantle will be gunning for, you know, for the win this time around. I mean, seeing what what they were doing last year, I feel like this is the the fight to the end period. But also because if I walk into Geno's in Fremantle on the cafe strip and I said I'm going for Subi on the weekend, I'll get hit. So I'm going to go for South Rio. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm also going to go for South Rio. Subi has not been in the best form in the past few weeks. Nah. I really think the Bulldogs will get up here. But that's our tips for round 15. Let's see who gets the KFC, Toots. Yeah, I want that KFC, mate. I need it. <laughs> no, it's mine. Don't forget to go to the Monday Waffle Facebook page and throw us a like and follow us on Twitter. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Monday Waffle with us. Make sure you get in touch on our socials at The Monday Waffle on Instagram, Twitter, and, of course, Facebook, where you can find all the links to our podcasts. And we want to see what your thoughts are. You know, comment on our posts. Tell us what you want from us, you know, what you want us to talk about each round. And uh, any any funny things you see, any any uh, stats that you want us to have a chat about in particular, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Absolutely. And also, if you didn't catch the Waffle W bonus episode last week about the Waffle W Grand Final, make sure to give that a look on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Go stream it back. Go stream it back. Thanks for your time, Toots. Mate, it's great to be here. You know, even though I'm not... Uh the expert be-all, end-all on football. I do love my football. (laughs) Yes, you do. See you next week. Thanks for listening to the Monday Waffle proudly brought to you by the students from ECU Broadcasting.